Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, I, I feel a little disconnected. I was out of town all week last week uh, playing golf with family and friends uh, down in Arizona. I paid attention, but not as close as I normally do. And I haven't had a chance to talk to you about the end of the seasons for the Wild and Timberwolves with first-round playoff eliminations. To you, Jim, which was the more disappointing of the two series? Oh, the Wild. Yeah. The, Wild uh, the Wild were playing a team that was basically right about their speed, right about their competitiveness level. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take a two-games-to-one lead. They look like they're the better team, or at least they have a fighting chance. And they end up losing in and not only losing the series, but the last two games, they were non-competitive. Mm-hmm. They got their butts whipped by a team that should not be that much better than them. I thought they fell apart completely. Kaprizov did nothing in the entire series after the first period. Bowley didn't do anything. Felino ran around like a fool and got all kinds of penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, their goaltending wasn't good enough. Their defense wasn't good enough. They got outclassed by a team that they should not have got outclassed by. Uh, the Wolves... You know, listen, five-game series, you can say, okay, they just weren't very good, and they weren't good enough, that's true. But different circumstances here. Uh, You know, made all kinds of changes during the season. Uh, They end up as the eighth seed. They're playing the number one seed in the Western Conference. Uh, They get killed in the first game. They're tired from the play-in games. They get blown away in game one. And really, honestly, at that point, nobody expected them to really compete in that series. The question was, will they even win a game? And they played better in game two. They play really competitively in game three. They win game four at home in overtime, thrilling game. Mm-hmm. And then they almost send game five to overtime on a last second Anthony Edwards shot. And that's with Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed out. And, and, you know, and I, and I, and really, if you look at the, those last three games, in the last three games, Edwards, Towns, and Gobert all played really well. They were really efficient offensively, and they just got beat by a better team in five games. I just thought they were two completely different series. There's an old saying in sports uh, that's called uh, letting go of the rope, and that means that uh, you know teams lose their competitive edge for whatever reason. It sounds a little bit like that's how you're describing the Wild Series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two games were embarrassments. I mean, they were not competitive at all. Um, and you know, I'm, part of that is, goal, is not producing goals. Part of it is not preventing goals. Part of it is not looking like you're anywhere near as good as the other team. I, I thought they lost composure. I thought they lost cohesiveness. Uh, and really, you know, during a long regular season, intangibles can help you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and coaching can help you. In a short series against a good team, you, you better have good players, and they better be on top of their game. Kaprizov and Boldy are this team's two best players, and they do not produce. Hmm. What was it with Kaprizov? Is he still a lingering injury? I mean, what happened that he didn't have a good series? I don't know. Uh, he scored on a tip-in in the first the first period of the first game. He made a nice play behind the net. He went out to the front of the net. He, he tipped in a shot, and it looked like it was going to be this is going to be like last year. Kaprizov was great, even though his team wasn't. And he never did anything else. Uh, he might have just been defended really well and got frustrated or you know suit i don't know if i'm giving him credit here or what how you want to phrase it but Suter cheap shot at him like crazy the first couple games mm-hmm. and one time kaprizov really looked like he was in pain he was, he was going to the bench maybe Suter really hurt him and kaprizov was playing hurt maybe Suter made him not want to go to the front of the net because kaprizov did not spend time in front of the net like he usually does during the series mm-hmm. 
Uh, so the offseason is upon the Wild earlier, obviously, than they would have liked. Are they still in uh, trouble with the salary cap because of all the dead money, or is that behind them now off of the Suter and Prezi deals? Yeah, you know, I need to look up the details of that. I, I have to admit I haven't done that yet, yeah. uh, but I think it's getting better now. I yeah. think this was kind of last year where it was going to be a major impediment. And, and listen, you know, that is a big deal. You know, they, yep. that's why they've had to kind of patch things together, um, and you know, it, that has been an impediment. And I really do think Bill Guerin is an excellent uh, is an excellent general manager, mm-hmm. and I think given a little more uh, space under the cap, he'll be able to do a lot more. I tell you what, I'll look up their 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 cap or their numbers or whatever, uh, and be able to talk about it more intelligently tomorrow. But I do yeah. think it's getting better. And I do think I do think Garrett's kind of general manager can do something with that. Is Mark Andre Fleury back with the team next year? I would guess not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. I don't know if he wants to be a backup at this stage of his career, mm. and I don't know that you know he did enough this season to justify uh, him being a starter. Mm-hmm. You know, and if he's, I mean, at this point of his career, you know, he probably he's probably in it to try to win another cup. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know if he wants to be a backup on a, what is a team that doesn't really have a great chance to win a cup. I don't know if that's a very good combination for him. Uh, turning to the Timberwolves once again, uh, any major off-season shakeups, or is it going to be you know Towns Gobert, Edwards et al. Uh, moving forward, and this is their roster pretty much intact for next year? I really think they want to see what this team looks like with a full summer together, with some cohesiveness, with relatively good health. Uh, you know, Conley is the right point guard to play with Gobert, and mm-hmm. I think he's the right point guard for this team. Edwards is rising to become a superstar. Towns is willing to, you know, absolutely willing to aid that rise. Towns plays, you know, he can't say he played well with Gobert, but he's willing to play in a way that benefits Gobert, which is a big deal for your, your, your basically your former number one player to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Gobert, for all the problems they had this year, he played better down the stretch, and he, his last three games in the playoffs were actually better. He's not, he's not as good as everybody thought he was, but yeah, I think yeah. that's the right way to put it. But he can still be a valuable guy. He, he did what they wanted him to do. He just didn't have as much impact as they wanted him to have. Uh, and then McDaniel's is a wonderful player. I really think the only big question come back is can they find a way to resign Nas Reed? Yeah. Uh, so a little chair swinging incident on Edwards as he was expressing his frustration. A little bit of that uh, maturity, uh, things that they need to take care of. But that shouldn't have a lingering effect, uh, should it, on Edwards? No. Plus, uh, like. He shouldn't have done it, yeah. but it's not, it's not like a felony, and it wasn't intentional, and he wasn't, didn't pick up a chair and hit people. He flipped the chair out of the way as he was running. Yeah. It was a, a silly, uh, immature, emotional thing, but it's just not that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Twins a little bit, 17 and 12, first place in the American League Central Division, uh, but good thing they have some starting pitching depth, two guys down already. Yep, Maeda uh, with the elbow and... Uh, I'm sorry, um, Mally with the elbow and Maeda with, you know, everything going on with him right now. Uh, I don't think Maeda necessarily would be out that long. Mally, it sounds like it'll be a while. Uh, so now Ober and Varland are going to be in the rotation. Uh, so they have enough depth to withstand these two injuries. If they have another injury, then you're starting to really test your organizational depth. I'm not sure anybody's eight deep in starting pitching. Right. Um, good news is they, you know, listen, everybody has injuries around baseball. Um and they still have a really good uh, 
three people at the back of the of the bullpen who've done the job. The lineup is starting to get healthier and more productive. People are starting to swing the bats. So uh, I think they're in pretty good shape here. Uh, they get to go play a horrific White Sox team this week. Um, and I think they have a chance to, to – I mean, I, I thought they were going to win the division anyway, but I, I think it's a fairly weak division. I think they're clearly the class of the division. They just need to have a little bit of injury luck. Yeah, that would obviously uh, certainly help with them. And, and uh, uh, you know, the bullpen has been very strong for the Twins too. And uh, when is Buxton maybe going to play center field, or are they preparing us that he's going to be a DH from here on? Uh, no, I think they want to get him. They're, they're avoiding talking about it because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it, it's just kind of one of the sports talk things. People can talk about it 12 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, Buxton is – the good thing is Buxton – has settled in as DH. He's at home runs in four of his last five games. He already has seven home runs. He's healthy. He's running well. Uh, I would guess, I don't know if it's going to be sometime in May or sometime in June. He will, If things go, keep going well, he will be back out there in center field. I, I would think it's sometime in the next six weeks, but they don't want to put a timetable on it. 23 losses for Oakland before uh, May 1st, that uh, I think set a new major league record for most losses before the, the 1st of May. We may see some pretty bad records now that it's, uh, it's not such an unbalanced schedule. You still play your division teams more, but it is more balanced. We can see some really bad records. Yes, and you know one of the pro- many problems with uh, no you know salary cap, no salary floor, mm. is you do have teams say, okay, we have no chance. Why should we spend any money on our, on our product? You know, and we, and why not just play for high draft choices and save our money? And, and Hey, the twins did that in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's horrible for the sport. It's absolutely horrible for the sport. Uh, the NFL, it, Pete Rozelle was absolutely right. The league needs to be, to look at every game as a league product, uh, not a competition between two teams that are, that are, trying to make their own money. Uh, you need to have somebody to play against. Uh, the Oakland A's, nobody wants to watch the Oakland A's play. They are not a draw for any opponent. They're not a draw in their own ballpark. It's horrible for baseball that they're doing this. Uh, and that's, that's why you want a salary cap and a salary floor. So everybody has to spend X amount. And, you know, so you're at least putting a representative product on on the field you're at least having to pretend to try that's the thing about baseball teams don't even have to pretend to try yeah jim thanks so much thanks Todd. live at five sports with todd and suhan brought to you by prairie's edge casino resort <laughs>